Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. How's everybody doing today? Brought to you by Sunbury Motors. Fourth Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And you go to sunburymotors.com. And you can buy from the comfort of your own living room. Check out the great lines of Ford, Lincoln, Hyundai, Kia. Great pre-owned inventory as well. All at sunburymotors.com. Great to have you with us on the show today. Looking forward to it very much. The uh, It looks like the NBA wants to make a decision no later than June 14th about resuming the season and they are making strides toward resuming whether it's the season or with playoffs it looks like the front runner is going to be Orlando there have been some talk about Las Vegas which obviously has multiple arenas but Orlando and Disney appears to be the front runner as to where they're going to play this okay and that's fine. Uh, but that's what they're looking at. Major League Baseball wanted negotiations, would like to have negotiations between the two sides and set to go by June 1st. And reports are they aren't close. It's always interesting in the negotiations, in these type of negotiations. Fans don't seem to get too mad at the owners. They'll get mad at them if they don't put together a representative team on the field. Then then they're mad at ownership. But whenever there's a player uh, dispute, whether it leads to a, a strike or a lockout, fans do not determine... Uh, the difference between a lockout and a strike. A lockout's done by the owners. A strike's done by the players. But because of all the past strikes that have happened, every time there's a work stoppage, the fan is considered a strike. And here's the other part that's interesting. We talk about uh, the battle between millionaires and billionaires. You hear about that all the time. But here's the difference. Player salaries are published... Nobody really knows what the owners are worth. You hear sort of what they're worth in general terms. But with the players sitting like, Amoki Betts makes $28 million a year. Mike Trout makes $35 million a year. What do you mean they don't want to play? Because you start then looking at it as, well, this is what I make. And 
Matt, by the way, uh, ooh, I, what do you get, Matt? What, 1.2 million, 1.3, some number? <laughs> yeah. Well, I wouldn't brag about it, but yeah, you know, I just was asking. <laughs> you know, even he gets upset. And again, you you've got you have somebody sitting there saying, oh, "Great, let's let's use a round number. Let's just round numbers are just easy to work with, and easier to talk about." I make a hundred thousand dollars a year, and he makes ten million dollars a year. I don't get what his complaint is. Yeah, I get my one week of vacation every single year. You get how many months off? I'm trying to see if I can get my 2% raise. <laughs> yeah. What do you do? So it's very... Um, And then Blake Snell makes the comments he makes. Scott Boris makes the comments as the player agent that he makes. And it reinforces the fan thinking, yo, God, are you kidding me? (laughs) So that's why, for example, I think that so often in these situations, you don't have the fans siding with the players. Very rare. Very, very rare. Okay. Um... There is a virtual what uh, uh, what Senator Pat Toomey's had a virtual roundtable examining how youth baseball and softball can resume safely. That is correct. And, yeah, and uh, Jimmy Rollins is joining that tomorrow. Uh, and we're going to talk to Senator Toomey on the show tomorrow. It sounds like. Uh, yes, that, he he was going to hopefully come on the show today, but he got called into a vote last minute, so he's going to join us at four thirty-five tomorrow kind of talk okay. about what happened and what mm-hmm. what we may have learned from the roundtable. It's at 10 a.m. tomorrow, and we can put the YouTube link up online. That's good, because uh, Jenny Finch is going to be a part of it. Uh, Steve Keener from Little League Baseball. Jimmy Rollins is going to be a part of it. Uh, and that'll be a great uh, deal to talk about, uh, getting youth uh, baseball and softball leagues returning to safe play. It's it's interesting because I asked, because we asked Steve Keener about it, but I did ask my daughter the other night. I said, "Is Little League here still postponed and not canceled?" She said, "Yes, still postponed." So we'll talk to. Uh, and Steve Keener said, "Hey, look, if, if Little Leagues, local leagues can play, so they can even have All Star teams." As far as he's concerned. Now. And by the way, Jenny Finch could pitch. Ooh. Something else. So. That's great. This is right up your alley, though, getting a U.S. senator on the show. I mean, really. 
Yeah, that was yeah. an interesting surprise we got. I mean, not too long know, before the, the show started today. I mean, I mean, did I mean, did I mean, did they realize that you know they were talking to you, the king of all news? Yes. Uh, see, that's uh, again your influence, your sphere of influence. I actually have a very good relationship with his media team. They know that I also do the show too, so we've been able to coordinate that. Yeah. Well, good. Getting it done. Look at you, just out there, just getting it done. Getting it done. Uh, we got uh, Donnie Collins on today. Uh, then we'll have Senator Toomey tomorrow. We're also going to have tomorrow on the show. Uh, do it either tomorrow or Friday. Uh, back to minor league baseball. And you may get to the 120 through financial attrition, unfortunately. Sports Illustrated has done uh, an interesting piece. And maybe we'll hold uh, Corey to Friday, because I know we have Dennis Chambers on tomorrow, right? And what's interesting is that Sports Illustrated, it's a, their cover story. And on the cover is Loco. I don't mean the... I don't mean the guy that runs our staff meetings. It's the mascot for the Altoona Curve, Loco. As in locomotive, get it? You uh, following me here, Matt? Yes. Okay. Okay. So, and about the sudden and dramatic what has happened with minor league baseball between contraction possibilities... COVID-19, maybe no games this summer. I mean, a lot of things. And it's amazing. You want to know what the attendance was for minor league? Minor league baseball has drawn 40 million fans or better in each of the last 15 years. Did you realize that? How about that? In fact, last year, it drew 41.5 million. Very healthy. Very healthy. This summer, uh, minor league baseball can't survive with fans out of it. The fans aren't aren't there. Minor league baseball, they can't make it. They don't have a TV contract, which we talked about. They may get to 120 teams through financial attrition. To be honest with you, which is a shame for all these areas of the country. That have you know towns that have thrown their heart and soul into their local club and local clubs by by the way giving back. I'll give you an example. Just I mean it's a, it's 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 a nice thing, but it also shows you the role in a town that that a ball club can can play along with the university. Tonight they're going to do a light up the night thing here at eight o'clock to salute the State College area high school seniors. Yeah, we're just waiting for that. Uh, Donnie, we'll talk to you in a moment. You can tell Donnie to hold on, okay? And they'll do that tonight, and also uh, St. Joseph's um, Catholic Academy. We're going to salute them too. And at eight o'clock, they're going to you know they're going to get this started. 
They're going to play the national anthem at 820, which is sundown, and they're going to turn all the lights on in the ballpark and at the Jordan Center, and they're going to ask people around town to turn on their car lights or their house lights or things like that, just to salute the, the seniors in town. But again, that's a minor league ball, ball club in conjunction with Penn State doing something nice. And that's the way it is in all these communities. We're going to get Gabe's, Gabe back on and talk at any time about all the great things the crosscutters do in the in the community. All the time. Lots of community stuff. Uh, part of the story in Sports Illustrated is the Rocky Mountain vibes. And what they're, you know, they've been setting up uh, takeout meals. Now it gets them a little bit of money into the coffer, but a lot of people have gone to it and have enjoyed it. And that's part of what they do. Now, what's interesting about that, to localize it even further, is the general manager of the Rocky Mountain Vibes from Colorado Springs, Colorado, the Milwaukee Brewers affiliate currently. Well, the general manager is Chris Phillips, who grew up here in State College. In fact, if anybody's ever enjoyed Gardner's Candies, Chris's dad is Sam Phillips, who is uh, the president of Gardner's Candies. But Chris has been in minor league baseball for 18 years between the curve, the spikes, and now the Rocky Mountain vibes. And he's quoted extensively in the Sports Illustrated article. And that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to, I mean, everybody right now is in a mode of trying to hang on. J.J. Cooper of Baseball America says that there are some people out there that may be trying to, everybody's right now affiliated you're not supposed to negotiate. You're not allowed to until your affiliation is up. So sometimes some of these deals are done at 30 seconds past midnight. Well, you've got some out there right now where it's survival of the fittest. And they may ask for forgiveness later. Major League Baseball, of course, has been driving this, but Major League Baseball at the same time, from what the article states, has been taking a hands-off attitude when it comes to people forging maybe future deals. The question will be among the 120 who gets there. Uh, you see what Notre Dame has proposed doing for their fall semester? Yes, so August 12th, I think. We had talked about it briefly yesterday, and I, I like uh, it. August 10th. August 10th, yeah. Take away spring break. Uh, excuse me. Take away fall break. Right. So you start two weeks earlier. You take away fall break. That allows you to end three weeks earlier, which means you would end uh, uh, the Friday bef- the Friday before Thanksgiving. Jim Harbaugh says if the if the choice is between playing before no fans and not playing at all, he says I have quote no problem playing without fans. And he says that uh that his players feel the same way. 
it is uh, I think a lot of people look you want fans there I mean the, the atmosphere means so much but temporarily if that's the way it had to be if, if that's the way it had to be just to keep it alive and at least you you could watch it from the comfort of your own home At least temporarily, I think the fans would buy into it. And the players would get a chance to play. Now, nobody knows what any of the answers are right now. None. All I know is that Matt's trying to promote some big barbecue he's having. I don't know what that means. Memorial Day weekend. Grill's always on. (laughs) I'm not surprised. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, Routes 11 and 15, and Hummel's Wharf. And you can always go online to sunburymotors.com. You can check out the great lines of Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai, and great pre-owned inventory. All at sunburymotors.com. You can do the buying process from the comfort of your own living room. It's pretty good. All right. Great to have you with us on the show today. Uh, Dennis Chambers tomorrow, uh, Senator Pat Toomey tomorrow. Um, for some reason, Mark Lawrence gave me a series of questions. What does that mean? No. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. But he had it. We were going to have him on today, and they had a vote today. Okay. Sure, it was important. <laughs> you know, uh, I was thinking the other day. I'm going to get into this in a second. This tonight, as Matt knows, um, quietly, I have a, um, I have an interesting schedule. Quietly, would that be fair? Yes. Okay. I think I probably now. Missed, uh, I don't know. Um, um, I don't know, maybe a dozen things. And um, the, uh, and tonight it would have been Scranton. Would have been the 21st consecutive year that um, I would have gone, done the Scranton dinner. Which meant I would have had a chance to see Donnie Collins. So with that, from the Scanton Times Tribune, let's bring in my friend Donnie Collins. Donnie, I hope you and yours are safe and well. Yeah, we're just waiting for the the yellow light, I guess, to, to get out of a <laughs> yeah. really a terrible situation here. We've lost 
all of our sports up here, no minor league baseball, no spring football, nothing. I know. Uh, in fact, I think tonight would have been the night that I would have gone to Scranton for the dinner. It would. And, you know, I, I thought about that yesterday. It, 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 I was, I, I, I've told my wife a couple of times, you know, it's, it, it's not the situation. It's just sometimes you think of what would have been happening on a, on a certain night or a certain certain day, you know, opening day at the stadium or, right. you know, blue-white game. And, and that's one of them I thought of a couple of days ago. Yeah, the Penn State night was coming up, and, you know, that's, a, that's always a huge event up here. I had done that dinner for 20 consecutive years. It's going to be number 21. And, yeah. you know, and of course, Donnie, by the way, has been honored as Alumnus of the Year, just so you know. Uh, by the it was spread. a great honor. Yeah. Yes, and it was a privilege to be here, there that night. and gave a great speech. Uh, I, I, let me ask you, before I get to Penn State football, because you do cover uh, the Rail Riders a lot. Uh, they're AAA, so it's a little bit different. Uh, but as a AAA team... How, but there's no TV contract or anything like that. How damaging is that for that team? And are they at least positioned where economically they can they can get through and be there next year if need be? Yeah, I, I think there are certain few teams in minor league baseball. I mean, and the Rail Riders are probably one of them. Lehigh Valley certainly is one of them where you, you don't worry about next year, mostly because of – in our case up here, the affiliate uh, with the Yankees would would uh, you know they're they're, they're going to whether this happened or not they were they were going to cut forty teams right. out of the minor leagues and this was not going to be one. Well, of them. We know and, that, yeah, yeah, and and the Yankees would fight to stay here. It's the proximity, the facilities are, are great, but but you know they, they we had the AAA All Star Game here this year, um, and that's a huge event, yeah. and that had to be canceled. Now they're pushing that to the twenty twenty two. So it was supposed to be a big summer revenue-wise here. It was going to be a it, minor league baseball was going to be the focus of, of sports in this town for the first half of the year, and now it's kind of just forgotten about. And you and you do wonder um, about, the, about the gone, about out of sight, out of mind, and how how people react next year. If they, do they come back in droves, or do they kind of trickle in? And is it going to take some time? So yeah, it's they're going to lose a ton of money. We talked to the owner up here, and he he basically said it would. They'd lose millions at this point if they had to open up with no fans. So, right. so you have to be in a situation where you, you could have people safely in the ballpark watching the game, buying hot dogs and sodas and beers, and 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 that's just not that's not going to happen this year. And now I, I wish I had a a better grasp on what the what the future is going to look like. And my gut feeling is it'll look okay here. That uh, it'll it'll look pretty much like the past here, but in some other places. You know, some of those up, upstate New York. Yeah, uh, teams. Syracuse is one that they didn't draw many fans anyway. So you, you wonder what it's going to look like going forward in a you know, in, in a in, in a reality where minor league baseball lost a a season of you know building a fan base. Right. Exactly. I mean, there's certain there will be certain teams. For example, the Reading Fighting Phils. They're fine. The Phillies own them, mm. yeah. so they're not, <laughs> they're not going anywhere. <laughs> they're they're fine. Uh, so let's get to the Penn State part. Uh, it's interesting because Jim Harbaugh was on ESPN's Get Up today, and but that's about what he's done. Michigan has not done any press conferences of any kind. Penn State has had every assistant coach. James has done a couple of these. Sandy Barber's done a couple of these. Players now have been doing this as as well. 
what kind of, you know, what's it been like to cover at least a group that is out there and being active like Penn State has been? It's, it's kept me in business. And, and, and I don't say that lightly. I, no, it's, it's, that's, it's, it's not a joke. Yeah, I know. It's, 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 something, it's something people are going to read anything you write on, on Penn State. I, I was told once in the Matt McGloin days, anytime you could write a story that can get Matt McGloin's name in it, it's, it's one of the top five spread stories in the, in the paper that day, just statistically. So we would try to get Matt McGloin's name in the paper all the time. <laughs> now, you know, now it's, you know, on, on the sports, Penn State carries sports pages some days for us. And, 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 and it's, it, it's, it's such smart business on, on their part to make a couple of players available the last couple of weeks, a couple of coaches, you know, as, as, the, as the weeks have gone by. And, and it, doesn't, it doesn't feel so much like, there's there's nothing to talk about football wise. You, you you have there there is a lot going on with this team. There's so many new coaches. That was always an interesting an interesting discussion. The, the players have you know, last week the the two linemen Fries and Mennett were were great. Um, so it, 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 I, I I in many ways feel like you know we're better informed than, than we are in a normal year. Um, we're we're more into it because it's I mean at this point in, in a typical year you know you, you don't get players again for another. You know, two or three months right. because spring spring ball's over. But now, I mean, you've kind of carried the product into May. I'm sure they're going to do it into June, and hopefully, you know, it's it's something for sports fans to. You know, it's, more, it's 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 almost trite to say it now, but you know, sports is the distraction and in tough times. But you need it, and, and and there's so many Penn State fans up here, so many around the state, obviously that. Being able to do this for people to keep their minds off of what's really a, a terrible situation is has been, I think, critical. Yeah, I mean, there's no no doubt. What's the impression you've received from now hearing from a couple of players? And there'll be a couple more coming up this week as well. But what's been your impression listening to the coaches and also listening to the players? Well, I, I think they're doing the best they can. It's and. What I, what I, what I, the, the interesting thing is going to be when they can come back, if they can come back, I'm assuming they'll be able to do it. But what kind of condition are they going to be in? That, that seems to be the X factor with, with all these coaches. You ask them, you know, a couple of guys straight up said we can, we can ask them to do things, but we can't mandate anything, which is, you know, the rule. I mean, they're not on campus. And some of them have, uh, some of them don't have the means to, to work out that others do. I, I talked to, to, to one, you know, one father for another story I'm, I'm working on, and he, and he, he basically said it's, it was, it was tough in the first couple of, couple, couple of weeks in this thing because, you know, his, his kid who plays on the team doesn't think he's, he's able to stay in the condition he's been in. He's been, he's normally asked to stay in, so, so it, it was tough mentally on him until he could figure out a way to, to stay with it. And, and I, I think it's interesting how, how some of these players who don't have, you know, weight rooms in their you know, garages or basements, like some do, to you know, to be able to, to some of the things they've come up with to to stay to stay active and healthy. I, I think that's really. I mean, look, look. I mean, the the film you could you could do you could do the film study, but the physical aspect of this is going to be so important. And it's interesting to see how how these guys are, are going about doing that. I mean, Will Fries with the. Uh, we call it the slosh bar, where he's got the <laughs> yeah. that ten foot uh, that ten foot PVC pipe, three quarters filled with water, and he's walking around his backyard. I could picture it. It's it's, it's a great visual, and it's and it, it's effective, and and people are going to 
try to stay in shape doing doing that kind of thing, and, and it'll work. It's just going to be a very different deal to how you get ready for a season. Say things progress to a certain point. We may have old-style training camps. I mean, I mean, let's face it, Donnie, the expectation is that when you walk into camp, it's go time because you're already in shape. Part of camp may be getting back into shape. Yeah, it's going to look like it's going to look more like spring training than a than a you know than a, an August football camp because you're going to you're going to be doing the, the 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 jog throughs and the sprints and and all that and, and it's going to be a, a much bigger part. Yeah, it's it's yeah I, I have a I have a feeling these guys will be in in, in better shape than than coaches are going to expect necessarily there to expect I should say but you know Franklin said something interesting are, are, are there some guys who are going to be overweight yes and you would expect that but he's, he's also worried about some guys being maybe underweight because, right you know they, they don't have them at training table and they don't you know they're not able to monitor the nutrition aspect of it of it that well so yeah it, it's good it, they're almost gonna have to treat this as a, on a case-by-case basis for every kid and the other part too is for example at this time of the year it's not just being in the weight room it's quarterbacks organizing seven on sevens mm-hmm. and getting timing right. down. I mean, there's a lot. There's a there's a lot of layers to this. Yes, and yeah, that, that people don't realize. Yeah, yeah. The quarterback. I mean, that, that that's a good one. I mean, especially this year, that was critical this year because yeah. there's so there's so many guys. There's there's been so much turnover at receiver. They need to, you know, they, they really need to get Clifford and and Levis and those guys working with receivers, and, and you can't do it. There's just no way. The other the other one is with. I, that I think is a really sneaky good, good question to look at here is, is how does the offensive line do it? I mean, because that, that's such a that's such a camaraderie position anyway. You have to know where the next guy is. You have to, to know the splits. You have to know you, what the guy next to you is going to do in a certain situation. You have to you have to know them really well. And you throw on top of it, you got a new offensive line coach who everybody seems to really like, but you haven't worked completely under him yet to, to see what that's going to look like on the field. So. I, I think that's going to be, you know, some of those. There's some things you can do. Micah Parsons will be okay. Sure. Yeah, you know, he, he he's he's going to be fine. But some of these positions where it's you know it, it's the where the the sum of the parts is greater than the individual, uh, you're going to be there's going to be some 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 things to answer there. And, and and there would have been anyway. But now it's going to be you know you got four weeks maybe to answer it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we haven't had a chance to see, obviously, what a what a Kirk Sharaka Penn State offense looks like, and you know, James has touched on in general, you know, things that were in Penn State's offense before you might not recognize now, things that were Minnesota's offense before you wouldn't recognize now. Just in that conversation, how interested are you to see what this does exactly look like? Oh, very interesting. I. I, I you know, that was going to be the probably the story of the spring. I would say, sure. you know, how does how is Shiraka's offense, you know, fit what what Penn State's going to what what Penn State has personalized? Because let's see, you could you could make a really great argument. Penn State has more talent offensively, raw talent than than Minnesota, and maybe ever has. So, right. um, you know, it, 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 it's going to, it's going to look different, I think, than it has in the past. How much different? I think you know, that that was something probably we might have seen a little bit of if they got to work in the in the spring. But I, I, I'd, I'd expect a lot less of the quarterback running the ball, but not no quarterback running the ball. 
right. things like that. You're, you're going to see you're going to see an offense that that really is predicated on the run because I think that's at, at Chiracca's heart. That's what he is, and you're going to see them really, you know, trim down that that RPO game to what's really really effective. And you you can make a couple of of these receivers who maybe haven't established themselves yet uh, and turn them into uh, they had, they had two All Big Ten guys last year. Uh, up at uh, up at, up in Minnesota, who you know, Penn State fans are very familiar with after right. after November ninth. So, so I, I would have been very interested to see that, um, but y- you're not. So I I, I I I tend to think though that this is not going to be as big a deal as maybe some of how the individual positions work through it, because you could tailor the offense to what you could do, and and and, and learn through. You know, once you start playing, start adding stuff. So it, 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 it's going to take it's going to take away the, you know, parts of the whole offense that you can add later. But I, I think that you know we'll see basically the the tenets of what they really want to do early on. And I think you're going to see a lot of running the football and behind a you know a pretty good offensive line and some really good running backs. There's no question, uh, I th- uh, and that's that's what's intriguing. I mean, Part of it is when you walk out of a bowl game and you see how a team plays in that bowl game and you realize how many players are coming back on said team. I think that's what had a lot of people excited about what was going on. Yes, you're going to lose key guys like Yitor Grossmatos, K.J. Hamler, and so forth, but this team has a lot of parts back. <laughs> yeah, it, it's... They're they're going to be good. I mean, we 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 all we all think that I, I believe, and 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 the, the bowl performance has so much to do with that. I mean, you you go back sure. and and look at some of the really great seasons they've had. Um, I remember you know the '94 season they played great, and it was I think it was a Citrus Bowl against Tennessee the yeah, year before. They played great, right. yes, and 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 they built off of that. The the Alamo Bowl, which I think was a was a big one when you know the. Yes. You know, the year before, I think it was 08. But uh, it was the you know, 07 Alamo Bowl. They, I thought yeah. they played great in that game and came out and really built off of it. I mean, I'm sure I can come up with some others. But you know, I, I think that the foundation is there um, to, to, be, to be really good this year. A lot of things have happened, and, and a lot of things could happen to, to change that. But, but I, I think they're, they're, they're right where they, they, would, they would have hoped to be you know, coming coming into a season like this with, with with what they've got. I mean, look, they've got two quarterbacks who've played. They have two running backs who could be superstars, and then they have Devin Ford who showed flashes. They have yeah. a, a veteran offensive line. They have a they have a, a world class tight end, and they have maybe the best defensive player in the country. So they're they're, they're going to be very very good. The, the pieces are there, um, and you know. The other thing to, to look at, if you want to look for a benefit, they're going to be healthy yeah. when, when the season starts. So, so I, you know, they're going to be well worth the ranking wherever they're going to be, top five, top ten. And I, I think they're – the only question is, have they, have they, did they lose too much not having a spring practice? But nobody did. So, yeah, you know, where, 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 what have they really lost? Right. Donnie, it's always a pleasure. Thanks so much, my friend. Stay safe. You too, Steve. Thanks so much for having me. As always, great to have Donnie Collins on the show. We'll come back with more in a moment. Brought to you by Sunbury Motors on News Radio 1070 WKOK.
When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. 